Second Timothy chapter three, and uh, we're going to pick up uh, on point B. But let me read the the text and uh, starting in verse um, thirteen, Second Timothy chapter uh, three. I say chapter two. If I did it, forgive me. I, I was thinking chapter two in my head. Uh, because we're always in chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, it seems like. 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what else do we need to know? What do we need to know about that? So we're, we're at, actually, believe it or not, we're coming to the end of this thing. I mean, we're not there yet, but we're getting, we're over midway. So, yeah, it'll be a few more months, and then after years in First and Second Timothy. So, uh, that's right, we may just have to pick it up in eternity. But uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, Paul, of course, uh, giving this instruction to Timothy, says, But evil men and seducers shall wax uh, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the singing and the praise. Thank you for the, the great teaching that we've heard and preaching that we've heard. The, as Ron put it, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we've, we certainly uh, have uh, had the, 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 the Word of God to help uh, be our measuring stick. And, and Lord, we thank you for that and giving us a new and a fresh perspective on, the, on not, the, not so much the what sometimes, but the why. That was good today. And we pray a blessing on the, the reading and hearing of your Word and pray for our prayer meeting that we would... Uh, again, not be like the Ephesians and lose our first love. Help us to be focused on you, your word, your mission, and uh, and remember the why. Uh, because it is worth it. Your honor, your glory, your praise. I pray God that you light us up tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so Second uh, Timothy chapter... And we didn't read it, but verses 10-12. through 12, We already talked about complete men consider the fruit of faithful men. And uh, consider they they consider the fruit of a faithful father. Consider the fruit between complete men and corrupt men, and count on the the fertilizer of fruitfulness. So, which is persecution. And so, under that text and context, we saw eighteen attributes of a, co- a corrupt man that a, com- a complete man can see there, which is pretty cool. Uh, there were nine attributes of a faithful father that we saw in verses 10 and 11. I love all these little patterns in, in, in uh, Timothy. <clears throat> and then uh, last week in earnest, we jumped into this, uh, which I have numbered as, uh, on your notes is, is, is Roman, Roman numeral 2. <clears throat> Complete men consider the foolishness of corrupt men. In verse 13, uh, evil men and seducers have their own spiritual growth process. And they wax, uh, which means grow or expand. Worse and worse, right? So we saw that. We saw that we grow in nine attributes um, in verses 10 and 11 doctrine, uh, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, and afflictions. Um, and uh, we are successful. We successfully grow through the pressure of uh, persecution by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Uh, evil men will continue to grow worse and worse. So in our ABF this morning, we talked about. Um, how Paul, the Apostle Paul was like Ferris Bueller. I mean, no matter what happened, uh, he was going to be successful. I mean, you just could not stop him because God, uh, his word does not return void and, and uh, his spirit is, is uh, an endless fountain of, uh, 
of love and, and any attribute that we need, fruit of the Spirit. So anyway, so I, I won't rehearse everything we said last week, but we ended on Deuteronomy chapter 9, <clears throat> talking about um, the need to uh, understand, therefore, this day that the Lord thy God is he that goeth before thee as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face, so thou shalt drive them out and destroy them quickly. And the Lord hath said unto thee, Speak not thou in thine heart, after the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. So he's basically saying, Don't think of yourself more high than you ought. Not for thy righteousness, or for thy upri- or for the uprightness of thine heart, dost thou go to possess their land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God, that drive them out from before thee, and that he may perform the word which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, a little bit of uh, humility is required by the children of Israel to realize that without the Lord, there go they. And of course, ultimately, without the Lord, there they went <laughs> as they rejected the Lord. And by the time God took, took them into captivity in 606 B.C., the uh, the things that were going on in Israel were equally or worse. Uh, never God even himself didn't imagine how wicked and how far they would go. So we got to definitely make sure that we... Uh, uh, understand that uh, God is gracious and He is in charge. Okay, so, okay. So point B, the Bible has specific instructions or instruction concerning evil men. Jeff, do you need a handout, brother? So we are on. <clears throat> to to be, or not to be? That is the question, right here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, so. The Bible has specific instruction concerning evil men. So don't go where they go and stay off the path that takes you there. Isn't that simple? So don't go where they go and stay off the path that takes you there. So I put in your notes there, Proverbs 14, or 4.14, Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not into the way of evil men. So you don't have to go there, so don't. Uh, and point two, don't get entangled in their net. So that's another practical thing. Don't get entangled in their net. Proverbs 12, 12 says, The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. Isn't that something? So you see people drawn to, to uh, sin like a moth. Well, that's probably because they're a wicked man or woman. right? They desire the net of evil men. And so, uh, think about that now in terms... I love this. I love another thing the Lord does. The more wicked things get in our world, the more these things are more relevant. So now you have, a, you have an internet. So you can desire, you can desire the, the net of evil men. So, I'm just saying. And it's a decision. But, um, so, all of us, uh, we, need, we need to have, uh, just, you know, have that admonition. Uh, there's a reason the internet is a net. Uh, so there are paths. That's even what we call it. Type this path, and it'll take you there, uh, and and that'll take you places. So be careful with the net. All right. Point three: uh, desire, uh, <clears throat> desire for evil men to be saved. Don't desire to be uh, with, with evil men. Right. So uh, Proverbs twenty-four one says, "Be not thou envious against evil men; neither desire to be with them." Uh, fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. So you don't want to desire to be with evil people. 
which is kind of cool. I mean, in our culture, you want to be with the the wicked people. I don't have any desire, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't care to hang out with Taylor Swift and her devil worshiping friends. You know, I'm just like, nah, that's okay. I'll pass on all that. Um, and so you don't want to be with evil men or women. No offense, women. I'm just saying, you know, uh, just don't go with them. Evil men don't understand judgment. Proverbs 28:5. Evil men understand. Uh, evil men understand not judgment. Okay, so. Think about what that means. They don't understand judgment, they, but they seek the Lord. They that seek the Lord understand all things. Does it ever like trouble you how evil men can be evil and just keep going and going without, without seemingly without any regard for consequence? That's because they have no judgment, right? It's not because they're fearless. It's because they're stupid. <laughs> so. Um, you know they're not they're not good fellas they're bad fellas and you don't want to be with them and it's not cuz they're they're it's not cuz they're smart it's not cuz they're wise guys it's cuz they have no judgment they're evil men and so they're not wise they're the opposite of wise and so you just got to be aware of that uh they don't and so they don't understand judgment that's what the lord says in proverbs 28:5 <clears throat> and so Ananias and Sapphira are examples of a couple who didn't understand judgment they didn't take God's judgment seriously, and they learned the hard way not to mock God in Acts chapter 5, right? And judgment came. Did you have your hand up, Ron? Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking, this, this reminds me of this verse. It's Proverbs 27, 22. You might want to take a look at it, and I can read it. But... I'll, I'll, yeah, I can do that. Proverbs 27, 22. Yeah. Psalms, Proverbs. That's in the Old Testament, right? Just kidding. I actually studied this out it's pretty interesting and it talks about uh, B <clears throat> 22 though thou shouldest bray a fool and a mortar among wheat with a pestle yet will not his foolishness depart from him so you know uh, so if you put him in a in a apothecary uh, thing and beat him down with a pestle and yeah. he's a, yeah. And he still won't get it. Yeah, sadly. I find that interesting. I find it interesting and I find it sadly true. Yeah. Um, I just see that is true and it's sad. It's sad. I saw a uh, a video. I don't know if it was, you know, you can't tell anything what, today what's true and what's not, so you don't know. But if it was true, it was really sad. Had a man sleeping or something on a, under a tarp. Maybe you've seen this video in the subway in one of the major cities recently, and they move the tarp, and a bunch of rats come out from underneath it. And uh, just just as a human, whether that's CGI or real, it's hard to watch, you know. And uh, it's probably real. Fentanyl. The whole point was about fentanyl and all that. And also, Proverbs twenty-nine one. He that may not prove hardness his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. Amen, amen. So, repent at the rebuke of the Lord. Don't be often reproved and harden the neck. Because God will break it. <clears throat> yeah, He'll break that neck and it'll be quick and it'll be without, there won't be any way to fix it. It'll be sad. So, it's just sad to think about that kind of hardness. So point C, corrupt men, uh, evil seducers will continue to deceive and be deceived.
So that's educational. <laughs> deceive and be deceived. So this is uh, the only mention of the word seducers in the Bible. You know that? But the word seduce is used three times in the New Testament. Two of the mentions reference the great deception of the coming tribulation. So that's an interesting word to check into. Mark thirteen twenty two is a tribulation context. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the very elect... Same thing in Revelation 2.20, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and eat things offered unto idols. So Jamie Davis is up to speed on that, because we just talked about that in Revelation. Jezebel and the deeper implications of that in regard to church history and false religion. But without getting into all of that... um, uh, you know, seducers in the Bible um, are not good folks. First John two twenty six, the other mention in the New Testament. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Concerning them that seduce you. So, um, you know, <clears throat> there are those that want to seduce you into idolatry, right? Seduce us into things that are not godly. So, point two, Paul illustrates uh, with examples uh, Timothy knew from Scripture. Right? So he doesn't just you know, give him examples of John, John or Joe down the street. Uh, back in our text here, let me get back there. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, he says in verse 13, Number of rebellion, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Uh, as a child, uh, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All right, so let me give you some examples of things that, that Paul illustrated to Timothy. In chapter 3, earlier on, he already talked about uh, Janus and Jambers in verse 8. He says, Now as Janus and Jambers withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So he's taking, uh, you know, he's using these magicians who had a power themselves, by the way. They were not powerless. They just were not po- more powerful than God. And they withstood Moses. Those are the, the, uh, the names of the, uh, <clears throat> the magicians that withstood Moses uh, in Exodus. There's Hymenius Hyman- and Philetus in Second uh, Timothy 2.17. So if you look over there, in verse 17 it says, Their word will eat at Beth a canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus. So he's talking about shunning profane babblings, right? People that are babblers, they just profane. They're pratting fools, Amy Joe, pratting fools. And they're just babbling on. And they have too many words and they don't mean anything. And uh, he's like, hey, those guys, um, they're like Hymenius and uh, pratting, by the way, is only found a few times. It's in chapter 10 of Proverbs twice and it's in uh, Third John once in your whole Bible. But anyway, that's interesting to study that out too. But anyway, moving on. So, uh, so Hymenius and Philetus are like that. And then the very Antichrist himself will epitomize 
this sort of self-destruction. So uh, keep your finger here. Oh, did I already put Second Timothy in your notes? Didn't I? So you can just read it. Sorry. Second uh, Timothy two eight or Second Thessalonians. Sorry, two and verse eight says, uh, and and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And so because they didn't receive the love of the truth, God will let them believe a lie. And by the way, that's what the Bible says. And it not only says it here, it says it in the Old Testament. I just mentioned that because we've had people leave this church over that preaching and teaching here. Uh, it's in the Bible. God will give people a lie to believe if they harden their heart. Israel did it. I mean, it's it's in the Bible. So I don't know why that's such a... It's it's weird when people construct their idea who God is, and then when confronted with the Bible, they will not change it. Unbelievable. That is actually the epitome of what we're talking about. They're not, they're not, they're, their heart is hardening. You know, it's like, listen to what the Bible says. But anyway, moving on. Point three, God is not mocked. So these evil men will reap what they sow in due time. Right? Because he is not mocked. So you can fool me all the time, but you can't fool God any of the time. God will judge them in due time. So First uh, Timothy 5.24 says, Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. So, uh, as the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 4, uh, everything is open and naked unto him with whom we have to do. Right? So, uh, you can't hide from God. I love this passage, 1 Timothy 5.24. It's really, to me, it's a comfort. Because um, you won't always know what's going on at the time, and it's not really necessary that you do know. But God knows. Uh, So, some men's sins are open beforehand, some are after. But you know what? The good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. So God will judge the, the hidden things. And so we don't need to worry about that. We just need to worry about the light of Christ. Evil men and seducers will do what they do. But you, Timothy, do what is right. Right? Do as I say. Not you know. Don't worry about everybody else. I'm worried about you. So the Bible says complete men, or the Bible says, my first point here was complete men consider the fruit of faithful men. Uh, the second point is complete men consider the foolishness of corrupt men. And then the third point, and uh, by God's grace, I will, I probably won't finish. So um, maybe I should stop there. What do you think? Should we press on or stop? All right. Because if I keep going, there's a lot of verses here. Uh, I could take us up into the 8 or 7 o'clock. So let's just pause right there. I'll park the car. And so we can get to praying. So we'll pick it up, pick it up on complete men, complete their call. Second Timothy three fourteen through seventeen, and we got a whole another list of things to consider next week. That was twenty two minutes and fifty. That's twenty three minutes longer than I thought. So, all right, let's stop. God bless you, whoever's online.